Guys, people, on today's show, I explore the thoughts and ideas behind why people eat greens, beans, and cornbread to start off the new year. Is it right? Is it wrong? Indifferent? Does it make any sense? How you feeling? From there, I give you three ways to make your money faster. That's right. We are going to talk about education, saving, and investing. How you can use these tactics to literally, I can talk, make your money faster. In between, I play a couple of songs. Now you can sit back, relax, and enjoy this inspiration. In the meantime, in the meantime, what's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will, and this is Inspire Guys People, the podcast where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Today, we're gonna have a great time. Happy New Day! This is January 1st, 2022. 2020, you gotta raise your, like, get a pitch, high pitch voice on the two. 2022! 2022! <laughs> I hope y'all feeling good out there, man. We about to have an amazing time. Look, I got some important things to say to you today. And this beat you hear in the background, the instrumental is from a song that I wrote entitled Purpose in the Wild. It's produced by my homeboy, Darrell Red Campbell Jr. It can be found on my project called to whom it may inspire. And if you want to look me up, it's J Will Music on Apple Music and Spotify, anywhere else you can listen to music. It's a dope song, you gotta listen to the words. I say something like, uh, we buy clothes, we buy shoes, we ain't been taught to own our homes. Wait, I said that backwards, let's bring it back, let's bring that back. Yo, uh, we buy shoes, we buy clothes, we ain't been taught to own our homes. We just renters, but we ain't finished. We been saving like he saved our souls. Yeah, we gotta save, be the head, not the tail. Well, we gotta save. All right, that's enough of that. Let's get into the podcast. Yeah, 2022. Well, that was fun. Let's jump right into today's topics. Got a couple things we wanna kick it about today. Um, we're gonna start off with, you know, some of the New Year's um, traditions and superstitions out there. This came by way via email, you know, shout out to those who email topics and uh, give feedback to the show. You could do that by reaching out to me, JermaineWilsonMusic at gmail.com. Just look in the description of the show and you could click email me and all of the information is there. If you like my music is there, all that, like that song Purpose in a While, I'll probably end today's show with that song. Again, that's from a project I put out called To Whom It May Inspire. And um, I really like that song. Today, we're going to unpack some of the ideas that were talked about in that song and i love unpacking my music because you know i try to layer so much in there and i know everybody's also not a rap fan so sometimes you might not be able to capture like like what is he talking about purpose in the wild uh so we're gonna not necessarily unpack the song but just some of the things that i talk about in that song relate to today's show we're going to talk about you know how to make fast money or how to make your money fast and uh, that's not going to be exactly what it sounds like. So stick around for that part of the show. But um, I don't want to say the person's name because I don't know if y'all want to be like anonymous, you know, when y'all reach out and give me email topics. So maybe you just got to let me know that. You know what I'm saying? Like when you send me an email topic or you reach out, if you don't want me to say your name on the show, I don't want to take the chance in offending nobody. So I'm not going to say this person's name. You know who you are. Much love and appreciate you for reaching out, my brother. All right, so where do we start? Superstitions, New Year. We know that it's New Year, and people like to do a whole bunch of stuff. You know, collard greens, black-eyed peas, and cornbread. And we're going to talk about 
why people do those things. Like, why do they do that? Where does that come from? I actually think we're going to be heavier on the why they, why they do that. I can talk and not as much on the where it comes from because um, I only did a little bit of like searching for like where those things came from. And I got a lot of like a range of different um, answers. So I don't want to bring a bunch of stuff that I don't know about to the show. But it is pretty clear what they mean. And, you know, that's why people cook these foods on the first day of the year. And there's some other superstitions and things people do. And I want to explore the idea from a Christian perspective. Like, should we be doing those things? Is it right? Is it wrong? Does it work? Let's talk about a little bit of that right now. So, collard greens. Um, like, okay, let me, let me start off. I'm going to be real with y'all today. It's the first day of the year. And um, I'm just, I guess I'm feeling good. I don't know. Like, so I'm just, I'm just warning you, I'm probably going to be a little real today. Maybe a little more um, unpolished than usual. Maybe not, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm just giving you a disclaimer in case I say something that's too real for you about my feelings on this stuff. Uh, I'm going to try to make sure I choose my words wisely, though. Don't want to offend anybody who's out there cooking greens, cornbread, and black-eyed peas. But let's explore this. Uh, first and foremost, no, no, we're not going to start with my opinion. We're going to start with what they mean. Because if I start with my opinion, then I'm going to turn some people off, good or bad. So collard greens, I just wrote some stuff down. Collard greens equals wealth. Okay. All right. I mean, that's fairly simple because they're green. But this is why people, I guess, are, um, you know, all this stuff is based on good luck. So people are cooking collard greens on the first of the year for you know, to, to represent wealth. And I don't know if like, do you got to eat the food? Cause I never talk, I never like hear people talking about eating it. I just hear people talking about cooking it. So do you got to cook it and the smell got to go throughout the house or what has to happen? I don't know. But collard greens equal wealth. Uh, black eyed peas, which I don't think I've ever had in my life, by the way. So, you know, shout out to me for missing out on this great opportunity. Uh, black eyed peas represent a promise for prosperity. So um, there we have it, folks. Um, that's what I've been missing my entire life is some black eyed peas. Cornbread. This is the one that gets me. The next two really get me. Um, I, I got cornbread, then I threw a bonus one in there with pork. But uh, cornbread equals gold. <laughs> okay. All righty then. Gold equals cornbread. Like, I don't even know what that means because <laughs> I know very few people who are walking around, like, okay, let me just say it this way. I know a lot of people that eat cornbread. I know a lot of people who got cornbread. And um, I don't know a lot of people that got sticks of gold in their crib. So, you know, it's just a little weird to me. You know, I love me some Jiffy, by the way. Like, you know, if you, like, shout out to Jiffy. I, I don't like when people make, like, the real cornbread from scratch and it's not sweet. I'm going to just be real with you. You know how people are who really cook sometimes. They're like, oh, no, this is the real cornbread. This ain't the box stuff. I'm going to just be real with you. The stuff in the box has been doing good by me, like, for a while now. Like, I, I like cornbread that pretty much tastes like cake. Can I just say that? Can, can we be real in that way today? Can I say that? If that's gold, then, then, you know, I need some of that today. You know, not because it's gold, but because I just like the cornbread that tastes like, tastes like cake. And if, if it's a good enough reason for me to eat that today, then I'm, you know, I'll just blame it on, on the gold. This last one right here really, really messed me up. Pork. <laughs> pork, which which I thought led to high blood pressure. I, I thought that was, 
you know, something that my doctor told me to stay away from, you know, so that so that my blood pressure don't get high. But unfortunately, I've been misled. Pork represents prosperity and progress. So, so there you have it, folks. Those are the four that that I wanted to that I wanted to bring up today. All right, now let me get past all the joking, and, and let me let me talk about this for real. So, you know, like this is these are things for me that at our if I'm being honest. Some sometimes like things are quite simple to me and I, I actually get confused. Like, man, why is this even a thing? Like, why is this even complicated? I get it. You know, a lot of times we bring on the traditions of the folks before us. And I want to be clear, too, that like all jokes aside, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody with this because I don't know who out there cooking this stuff like at all. I have no idea if you're cooking this stuff at all. And the last thing I want to do, especially because I'm like in a little silly mood. Sometimes I get like that. If you're a new listener, I can get a little silly and I just, you know, I get to talking. Um, so let me just say this disclaimer. I'm not trying to offend nobody. All due respect. Right. Um, but for me, this stuff just be simple. Like um, I'm going to just take it practical. So I'm not going to like tear down the, the concept of it or the people that's doing it. That's not the point of today's show. I just want to give you another way of looking at it. Let's do it that way. So you got your way of looking at it. Wealth, prosperity, progress, and gold. That's what all this stuff represent. And so I guess in my mind, the first thing I'm looking at is saying, okay, it's two things happening. Either people are literally doing this for no reason, meaning, hey, my grandma did this or my mama did this, so I'm going to do it. And it literally means nothing. It's like, you know, worshiping a, a, a piece of wood. Like, it's just like pick up, you know, cut a piece of the corner of a hardwood floor and just bow down to that and worship that. It means nothing. It, it's nothing. It can't do anything for you. You're literally just doing that. You know, um, there's a word I'm looking for that I can't f- find out of like routine though. Like you're just doing it just to do it. So I'll just say like in that regard, more power to you. I don't know. I don't like to waste my time personally. I'm this again, it's just my personal opinion. I'm not a person that like to waste my time. I don't really like to do too much stuff just because like it don't mean nothing. It don't mean nothing. Um, you know, it's like, you know, people who point to the sky, like after they make a three point shot in basketball, it's kind of like, I don't do that. I never did that type of stuff. It makes no sense to me. Like, I don't, what we point to the sky for, like God on the three or somebody, my grandma, God rest her soul. Like, no, she didn't. I mean, she not down here hooping. She didn't hoop when she was alive. I don't know what's going on. All right. So let's move past that. So I think there's a group of people that's probably just doing this stuff and picking up traditions just because now to me, you know. Hey, you you wasting money on food. <laughs> you wasting wasting money on food, especially if you're not eating it. And uh, why you got to do it on the first? I, I don't. Uh, again, like this concept of Happy New Day. This is, might be a, a good time to talk about that. Um, for those of you who didn't listen to the New Year's episode, I believe on 2020 was the Happy New Day episode, or it might have been the first day of 21. I'm sorry, we've been doing this podcast three and a half years now, so I don't know. But the whole idea of that is that breaking down that God doesn't operate on our calendar. Remember, like, I mean, we don't even all operate on the same calendar, right? So this is just one calendar. And God is not saying, oh, my God, it's January 1st. It's time to be God. <laughs> like, no, he was never louching, louching. He was never lounging. He was never slouching, I guess is the word I was looking for. I just took the S off, just louching. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I don't know why I said that. I can talk. But like God is not operating on that calendar. Like God worked miracles yesterday. Like God blessed somebody on December 31st on our, according to our calendar. You know, his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. 
I, when I read the Bible, like for me, I, I really try to dig into stuff and like see it. Like, what does God really mean? And it's like, these are little things that I think we just waste our time doing stuff that God ain't paying no attention to. Like God, I really find it hard to believe that God is down here worried about if you cook greens today or not. All right, cool. So that's one end of it. People who just doing it just to do it. But again, I like the happy new day mindset means that it doesn't matter. God gives it. He grants mercy every day because guess what? We're going to be praying all year long. We're going to need God every day this year. It's not going to matter if it's the first, if it's June, July, April, February, if it's December, like we need God to be God. I'm going to be real with y'all. God did some things for me on December 21st. I don't know if that's the date, but I'm saying like the mid-December, like I had some things I was praying for, like some things I was trusting God for and God worked them out. He didn't need it to be 2022 to be God. So that's the first thing. So anyway, you got people doing it just to do it. And maybe it doesn't mean anything. You got some people who are caught up in, in this calendar date. And my thing is like, man, it's a new day. Happy new day. Like, again, ain't nothing wrong with happy new year. So I'm not like down in happy new year. I just, I'm just not a happy new year, like mentality type person. I'm more of a happy new day. There is something cool and refreshing about our calendar turning. So I'm not down to nobody for that. Um, but what I am saying is that I, like, I try to bring this energy to every day. Like I try to bring this mint. Like, so whatever you feel today, listening to this, if you listening on the first and I think this feeling lingers around for like a couple, a week or two. So like you might be listening to this on January 6th and still feel the same way. Whatever this feeling is, you need to tap into that. Like we going to need that in February. We going to need that in March. You know what I'm saying? I think the problem with some of us, we got a happy new year mindset. And, and sometimes it means that we only happy on, when the calendar change. We only got energy. We only motivated. We only inspired when the calendar changed. Like, no, I need you to be like this in March. Like, I need you on April 23rd to be like, like in the zone like this, feeling how you feel because God grants mercies every day. All right. Here's the other side of that. And it's for the people who are doing it from more of a quite literal perspective, meaning this, you actually are cooking these greens because you want to be wealthy. Like, you eating this cornbread because you want some gold. Uh, the pork, the, the, you know, I don't know if you're making bacon or ham or what, what you're doing with the pork. It's a lot of things you could do with it. I don't know if you're eating ribs. But, like, you want the prosperity and progress. So I want to deal with that. Because I think prosperity, progress, and wealth is something that is, um, I don't, I don't want to speak too generally, right? Maybe it's, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's my community, where I grew up, my city, my state, my family, my friend. I don't know. You know, no offense to nobody. But what I'm saying is like, from a literal perspective, if I'm cooking greens today because I want wealth, I'm pork for prosperity. Here's my first question. Did it work last year? <laughs> like, did it work? Because, again, I'm the person, I like to keep score. That's just what I do. I like to really know if I try something, did it work? Like, my, all right, Grandma, you cooked the greens on 2020, right? You, you cooked them in 2021. Um, yeah, like, it, did it work? Do, do you got any more money than you had? I ain't talking about my grandma now. That was just a figure of speech. And my grandma, I mess around and be listening to this, and I'd be in all type of trouble. The point I'm making is, did it work? 
So you've been doing this for 15 years. Are you wealthy yet? Have you progressed? Because the thing about it is this stuff all seems, you know, prosperity, I guess it doesn't have to be financial. It could be health, wealth, whatever it is, fitness, spiritual. Did it work, though? Are you more healthy? Do you got more money? Are you, did you grow spiritually? So that's the first thing, did it work? Second thing is, if it did work, are you, like, so let's say you really got wealth last year. Was it because the cornbread? Like, I just want to know. This is the type of stuff for me I need to know. Like, did, did the cornbread, like, cornbread, like the jiffy, I love it. I want to eat some today and tomorrow. I'm going to just be real. And if I'm being honest with you, I actually, I had some last night. Yeah, I, maybe I jump started. It was about 1130 at night. I got a little, you know, midnight snack behavior. And I went downstairs and warmed up some cornbread that my wife made two days prior. And I don't even do leftovers. I'm not the leftover type. But you give me some cornbread and some chicken wings. I Listen, some good chicken wings, give them to me two days later and we good. Now, I don't really mess with leftovers other than that. But I'm I'm a, I'm a hit the cornbread because once it goes to the microwave, it you know, that's gold, baby. <laughs> so I had some of the gold, but I'm not dependent on it. So I think my concern, my serious concern, is that I know a lot of people who are poor because I come from, you know, a poor community, um, impoverished city. And I say I don't say that disrespectfully. Um, it's just like, Hey, you, you know, people, uh, let me say it this way. People who are not wealthy. I have a lot of experience being around people who are not wealthy, even if they're not poor. So let me not say it that way. I, I apologize if that offends somebody, but we doing all this cooking and we not doing like the stuff that actually work. So my question to you today is like, do, do you just want to like do stuff like just to, like because it sound good, just because everybody did it before you, because your grandma did it. Like I love them. I lo- like cool. Love you. Like grandma, grand, all the people came before me, but the cornbread didn't work. Okay, I ate cornbread all my life, and still went and got denied when I tried to buy a house in 2012 because my credit wasn't good enough. And I promise you, I had some jiffy that year because I used to make it a lot. Like I listen, I had some liquid gold. Uh, you know, I guess it's a liquid when it get poured in. It ain't liquid when you eat it or something is wrong. But but I I had the cornbread. Like I trust me, Thanksgiving came and I had some greens, but I never had wealth. Like, okay, now let's move on. Because what I what I want to try to tell you today is, like, you could have saved your money that you bought the the greens, the the black eyed peas and the cornbread with. And you probably could have went ahead and bought some Bitcoin or something. Like you could have did anything with it, but I'ma just I'ma just say this: like it don't work. Like I'm sorry, it don't work. And your life is gonna be okay if you don't do it because God is in control. And th- this is the other part I want to address with this: is is our faith in God, or is our faith in superstition and traditions? Like you mean to tell me there are people who literally, in their mind, in their heart, their soul will not feel comfortable if they don't cook some greens today, but will be totally okay not praying today. Like, totally okay not reading your word. Totally okay not submitting to God's will. But, oh, I ate some greens. Oh, I had some black eyed peas. Could you imagine standing before Christ at the pearly gates trying to get into the kingdom of heaven? And he's saying, like, look, you worker of, worker of iniquity, I never knew you. And you like, but, but I had cornbread. <laughs> 
But God, you're missing something. I did have pork ribs on the first. Never trusted you, never obeyed you, never had faith, never repented. But I had greens. Come on, y'all. Like at some point, I'm I want I want to seriously like ask you, like, like, all right, let's move past it. Now, what I want to do now is like give you something tangible and practical that you could actually do to um actually find wealth and prosperity and progress, right? Like, because I think sometimes it's like, you know, we could criticize what people do, but if you never actually give them a blueprint of something that they can do, then it's like, well, what you want me to do, bro? So, so let me say this. There's, there's three things that you can do. Um, and, and I mean, it's like, one is educate. And you're going to hear me talk a lot about education because when I gave the purpose guy last year, remember, the first thing was learn. I'm not going to stop talking about education. It, re, it really relates to so much stuff. Education is more powerful than fear. In order to find your purpose, you have to first learn something before you can do something. And so many of us try to do before we learn. Actually, I'm realizing we love doing. You know what I'm saying? Like we love just doing stuff that doesn't mean anything. But we don't like putting effort into something that means something. I, I just think that's a problem that we have. But first, you can Three things you could do. First, you can educate yourself. Uh, two, you can save. And three, you can invest. Those are the three ideas that I want to unpack today. Educate, save, invest. I literally believe I'm being literal right now and hopefully practical. I literally believe you could turn off the stove. You could save the greens for, for tomorrow. Don't eat the gold, like the cornbread. Matter of fact, you can't eat the cornbread. Go ahead and eat the cornbread. Do that one, but just don't do the other. I don't, black eyed peas, I don't know why you ate that in the first place, okay? Like, I, I have no idea why you cooked that. Um, but you could, you could put that up. Put that stuff in the fridge, turn off the stove. Don't even cook it if you ain't cooked it yet. Take it back to the store and get your money so you don't waste your money. And take that money, put it aside. First, educate yourself. Now, now let's, the reason I'm saying educate yourself is because if a person wants wealth, and cooks greens to get it, to me, that person doesn't understand money. Like, there's no way you can understand money if you're cooking greens to get money. Like, because here's the thing. Talk to 100 rich people, whether you could talk to them face-to-face, whether you can search their story on YouTube, whether you can read their book or DM them. I, like, ask them all how did they get their wealth and come back and report to me how many of them said it was because I cooked some greens. You know what? I was broke. Until I started eating bacon. Like, it, it's an amazing thing. I started eating bacon, and not only did my blood pressure shoot through the roof, but so did my bank account. Come on, y'all. Like, like, like this stuff, man, this stuff is like ruining communities. And, and one thing that bothers me about poverty is, and, and again, some people are offended by these type of things, but just understand I come from it. I'm talking about it from the standpoint of coming from it. We love the people who came before us so much that we also keep a lot of their mess. Like, and I'm just being real with y'all. Like, like, and, and again, I can only speak about it in a community I grew up in, in the inner city, in a black community. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure this relates to other cultures in various ways. But it's like, we love the people who came before us so much that we also keep their mess by trying to make their name live on. And it's like, listen, bro, we can honor grandma without taking everything that grandma did because grandma was human too. And we also don't have to hold her mistakes against her. 
But some of us is like, grandma cooked the greens, so I'm going to cook the greens. Listen, I don't know what grandma was cooking for, but you can keep that one, grandma. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can keep that one. I'm just being real because it didn't work. So I can still love you without, like, copying and pasting all of your behaviors and habits. But we do that. We, we love people, so we just, we just do stuff. Now, the thing that, about poverty that bothers me is that idea of just continuing to repeat. Repeat. That's insanity. Doing the same thing, expecting different results. And never actually learning how do you actually come out of this thing. Imagine you're drowning and you're splashing your hands all around and it's not helping you stay afloat. You might need to learn how to swim. And when you learn how to swim, do that. When you talk to a swimmer, do what they did, how they stand above water, right? Or are you just the person that's like, hey, even though I'm drowning, you know, grandma always just splashed her hands, so I'm going to splash my hands while I'm drowning. No, that doesn't make sense to me. But if, you know, you want to do that, cool. All right, let's move on. Let's get into this. Educate. When you talk about educate, again, understand how does wealth actually work? You know, read some books. See what multiple wealthy people say. Don't just take one thing that one person say and run with it. You know, measure those things up against each other. A lot of times what I like to do, man, I'll read a couple of different books about a topic and then start like, you know, comparing and contrasting the principles that people talked about. Like, okay, I like what she said here. Oh, he was saying this. Okay, I'm going to do it this way, right? It ain't just about copying and pasting what people, what people do. But when you understand money, when you educate yourself, um, here's another example. I got, I'm just, Example Man is here today. You know what I'm saying? For those of you who remember Example Man, you know, that's when I turned into this superhero and my special powers, just giving examples off the top of my head for no reason. Here's another example. I was watching a documentary a couple years ago about Ray Charles, uh, God rest his soul. And I was surprised at the end of the documentary, they were talking about his estate and all of his wealth that he accumulated. And I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but so I'm giving you rough numbers so you can look it up and fact check it. But what I was surprised to learn was that it was like 65, 75% of his um, net worth when he passed was not from music. So let's just say if it was $100 million that he had, it would be like, or let's say $75 million he had. And this might actually be the number. If, if Ray Charles' net worth was $75 million when he passed, $25 million of it was from music. Again, nothing to, you know, nothing to you know, kind of just breeze past. That's a lot of money. But it was like $50 million from real estate. And I'm like, see that? Like, this is what a lot of us don't understand. Like, we don't really understand how money really works. We think that whatever somebody is known for or the most famous person or the person in the front, that's how you get the money. I want to be a star. And when I look at Ray Charles, it's like, man, like, you mean to tell me that his, his real estate portfolio, which none of us know, like none of us can quote which house he owns or where it was, like we know nothing about it, but it was more valuable than every song we know and every lyric we could sing. You get what I'm saying? Again, when you start understanding finances and you start understanding like, okay, the things that have value versus just perceived value. Now, if you're Ray Charles, your music is still worth a lot. But if you're like me, like J-Will Music, then it's like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It might be worth something in principle. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't getting 25 million for sure. 2022. <laughs> anyway. So what's my point? Again, start educating yourself about what type of things actually make money. 
This concept of education, there is really no limit to it. The idea is that take a topic like wealth or it could be health or it could be even spirituality or the Bible. And instead of just focusing on a surface level scripture on a topic, let's say you want to learn about sin and you just like, man, I really want to learn about sin and temptation. Like, don't just read one scripture about the topic and think you're an expert. Really dive deep in that topic. Educate yourself on it. Don't just read one scripture. Read 100 scriptures that talk about sin. Read chapters. Read books. Like, understand, uh, you know, the context behind what they were saying. What was going on during that time? Why did Paul say this? Like, try to learn as much as you can, because when you educate yourself properly, man, it just equips you. It's like it opens your eyes. It makes you so much, much more efficient. And efficiency is really important, man. Like, again, because we only get so many, many years on this on this planet in this life. I'm not about to waste 20 of my years cooking greens and cornbread and, and, and eating black eyed peas. And I don't even like them because I want prosperity and wealth, but never taking the time to do the things that actually produce prosperity and wealth. All right, cool. So you educate yourself. I got any more examples about education. Um, let, let's move on to the next one. So educate yourself, learn about money. How does it really work? And then you go to saving. And the reason you got to educate yourself first is because if you save without financial literacy, which is what you get when you educate yourself specifically on finances now, um, but this can relate to many things. When you, when you save according uh, after you have the education, then you'll save properly. If you save without the education, you'll just save, get a bunch of money and spend it because you don't actually know anything. And so that's the problem too. I always tell people money doesn't solve money problems. So getting more money doesn't solve the problem if you don't have financial literacy and education. You know what I'm saying? The education is real important. God can give you a blessing, but if you don't know what to do with it, then it could become useless or in worst case scenario, actually pretty harmful. And all right, Jermaine, prove it. Make it make sense. Okay, think about the Bible scripture um, that talks about your gift comes without repentance, right? So imagine I can sing. Like God gave me this gift to sing. Well. It's not, you're not forced, right? He gave you a gift, but you're not forced to be educated on how to use it to his glory. That's why so many people sing and sing sinful songs and they do a bunch of sinful things with a blessing, with a gift, because they haven't educated themselves on how to glorify God with it, or they just don't want to, or they know and they're denying it, right? But no, we're not supposed to just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word also. So a part of your education and the reason education comes first, that's the hearing, that's the learning. And then the doing comes after that, the saving and investing. So you educate yourself and then you start saving. When you educate yourself, you build out some type of strategy, some type of plan. There will be something that comes from that education that you can script out and say, this is my plan for wealth. This is how I'm going to do it. Now, you might make a, a lot of mistakes along the way. I surely have. Um, some things going to work, some are not, but the goal is progress, right? You know, they say they eating pork for prosperity and progress. They eating pork. I'm just reading books. Cool. Like, let's see which one work first. You go eat some bacon and I'm going to keep reading these books. And then we meet up in five years and then let's just see what, let's just see which one work. Let's do an experiment. Okay. Anybody who disagreeing with me now, the reason I'm saying save before invest is this saving is a way to really see your education come in action. So whenever you're talking about money and not, again, like 
we're talking about money today because of like people cooking this food for wealth. So I'm assuming they want money. That greens are green like money. That's what they want. So saving. I lost my train of thought. My bad. I don't know. I, I started thinking about the greens and I got hungry and something went left. But when you talk about saving, it allows you to put the education in action. So a lot of times, like, you know, for me anyway, I could say I can know something, but I got to see it start working. So it's one thing for me to read 100 books. That's just theory. Like I can be a leader in theory. I've read a lot of books on leadership and I've like said, this is how I'm going to lead and this is what I'm going to do. But you know what? It wasn't until I had a team that I could see these things and, and, and ask myself, is this working or not working? And I've seen a lot of things by the grace of God work and I can implement them and you can feel comfortable. And this is where experience comes from. And this is how you eventually become an expert. Experience, expert, root word is the same. OK, so what is my point with all of this? You start saving so that you can put the plan in action. Get a plan. Educate yourself. Get a plan. What the Bible say, write the vision, make it very plain. That's why we talking super practical today. You can actually do these three things. Like, believe it or not, I'm not telling you nothing that you actually cannot do. You know what I'm saying? For the most part, at least I don't know everybody who listened to the show. Y'all listening all over the world. So I don't know your situation. I'm just talking about these greens. You might be in a country and you're like, what is this man talking about? This is just what they do in America, at least. And so I'm trying to help these people. Maybe in your land, they not eating greens. Maybe they eat lamb chops or stew or whatever else. But I'm sure y'all probably do something similar. If not, forgive me. I love you wherever you're from. All right, so cool. Save. The other important aspect of saving is, you know, you got to understand that your finances are about a race. And what we're really talking about with this is we're talking about how to how to make fast money or how to make your money faster is really the better way to say it. Fast money is just a little and it has a ring to it, you know, because it sounds like something else. All right. So I want you to imagine that your bills and your paycheck is in a race. Average person, right? Most of us, this is what happens in life. You have bills, right? And then you have a job to offset the bills. And that's the race that most of us are in for most of our life. Bills, job, check, job, check to check, this, that. Like, it's a, it's a complete back, to, back and forth on a sometimes a week-to-week basis for people living check to check, sometimes a bi-weekly basis depending on when you get paid. Or if you get paid and your spouse get paid on another day. But look, if we be real, it ain't nothing but a race. It's a race to see who faster. Is my money faster than my bills or my bills faster than my money? And let me tell y'all something. A lot of people out here eating greens, slow money. Cornbread, no gold. Pork ribs, slow money. No progress. Like, I'm just being real. Like, see, I had to be real with myself. Change never came for me until I was real with myself. So I just try to bring that to this show and try to kick it with you at that level of like, look, man, we got to have a heart to heart. This is a heart to heart. And the reason I'm talking about this at the first of the year, because I want you to turn that stove off and put them greens back in the refrigerator or don't cook them at all. Throw them away. Do whatever you got to do. But it's time to stop cooking greens and start training your money. Just like an athlete. You want to get faster, you got to train, you got to work out, right? But you can't be doing the wrong workout. Imagine if uh, Usain Bolt is doing all, like he need endurance, 
and maybe some leg exercises, some stretches, whatever to get fast. What if he was doing all upper body, all arm, like just big at the top, little at the bottom, and it's like you're not going to be the fastest man in the world and you look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're doing the wrong workout. It's a good workout, but not for what you need to do. And that's what's wrong with some of us. We doing good stuff, but it ain't good for what we trying to do. All right, so let's keep it moving. Talking about fast money. Your bills and your check is in this race. And if you're going to be real with yourself, a lot of times your bills are winning the race. Every year, bills win. You have no extra money, but yet you got to go back to work. This is a tough race because the question is how many years can you afford the stress, the um, heartache on your body, depending on your job. Some people have physical jobs. How many years can I lose this race? Like, how many years can you afford to depend on greens and cornbread? Greens, beans, and cornbread, bruh. Like, how many years can you depend on that method before you say, you know what? I'm going to try to train my money to be faster than my bills. Fast money. All right. Now, we're talking about it. How do you get fast money? Well, I told you plain and simple, first you got to educate yourself. This is an important part that people try to skip all the time because education isn't fun all the time. So we want to skip past that and we want to say, hey, just tell me how to get the money fast. No, I'm trying to tell you how to make fast money, how to make your money fast, not how to get your money fast. It's a difference. All right. So your bills and your finances are in this race. And the problem with most of us is that we've only learned the tactics of other poor people. I'm in poverty, and I teach you how I stay broke, even though I told you I'm doing it to get money. It doesn't make sense to me, but anyway, maybe I'm I'm missing something, and it's possible I could be missing something. You know what I'm saying? But this is just how I'm just sharing with y'all how I break stuff down. Like, I try to be really practical. That's the only way my mind can work. My mind can't, like, process super complex stuff. So I have to break it down into pieces where I can understand it. Like, okay, cool. I want my money to be faster than my bills. Cause right now the bills been winning the race for most of us. And so it's like, okay, cool. They're in this race. So here's the question. Most people think that you solve or you win this race by making more money. All right, cool. So you get a raise at your job, you get a promotion. Cool. I want to make more money. Uh, Hate to break it to you. That's not going to help you win this race either. It ain't going to work. Know a lot of people that make a lot of money. Still living check to check. Know a lot of people that made a lot of money. Still lost their house. Still got their car repo. Like, just search about celebrities. Read about athletes. Google it. Rich people who lost all their money. I ain't even never Googled that. And I promise if you Google it, you're going to find something. What's my point? Making more money is not going to allow you to skip past these things that's why the stimulus check didn't work like uh i listen everybody's situation is different i just know that last year it was stimulus it was ppp loans it was all this stuff coming and i tried to tell people like listen you all right more money don't represent fast money and the question is why not because typically when people get more money when they don't have education and they've produced bad habits they only just do more of the bad stuff that keeps their money slow in the first place. Meaning I make more money, so I got go buy more things because I have no discipline. I have no financial literacy. 
And so what you typically do, okay, uh, I'm literally, I'm telling you right now, I literally feel like <laughs> I'm giving you, I just, I literally be giving people the blueprint. I'm just going to be real with y'all. This is like, this is the blueprint. Most of us, and I've done this before. That's why I'm saying this. I used to do this stuff. So I, I just want you to know, like, I'm not talking down on nobody. Like, I, I'm talking to my old self. I know this stuff. I'm an expert on this because I did it for years. It's what you do. Whenever you, being check to check is a superpower. Like, like there, are some, there are some superpowers in poverty. And so what happens is when you live in check to check, and please believe I'm still on topic. I'm still invest. Uh, I mean, educate, save, invest. So we still on save, okay? And somewhere between educate and save. But being in poverty produces superpowers. One of the superpowers is living check to check. I want to tell you something. Living, people who successfully live check to check, and I did it for years, you are amazing. You are way more talented than you realize you're just not properly using your talent. I'm going to tell you why. Do you? Okay, think about this. Your bills are Usain Bolt, the fastest man in the world. Bills are fast. Don't they just come quick? Like, it's just like, they just here. Like, wait a minute, I just paid that. I'm back. I, you never left. I'm back. Like, bills are so quick. 2022. Anyway, I'm just going to say that randomly. Um, but somehow, people who live check to check are able with slow money to stay right on pace with fast bills. Like, you got it down to, man, I used to be down to the dollar. I knew how to stretch my money and have $10 left before my next check came and we was good. I'm like, hey, Tiff, we just do this. All right, that one do on this, pay on that day. We good to go. You're talented. You're, you're a strategic genius. It takes a lot of strategic effort to live check to check. I mean, it's an art. Like, understand this. If you're not a person who ever lived check to check, these people are not just frivolously living check to check. They are planning this out every week. Okay, I'm going to go to the club. I'm going to get these shoes for $600. Okay, I'm going to get the $200 Gucci socks. Cool. I got $350 left. That get me Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay, cool. I got to spend $50 a day for this. Okay, we'll take the $50 to Kroger. Buy two. It's like you can stretch it out. Yeah, I did say $200 Gucci socks. We got to talk about that. But what's my point? Living check to check is a superpower. How do you use that superpower to your advantage, though? I'm going to tell you how, and it comes into play when we get into invest. First, I want to talk about these Gucci socks. I made a post on Facebook um, and Instagram. It's a pair of $210 Gucci socks. And um, they're just some socks with the Gucci sign all over them. And it actually said on the post, like on, when you go on their website and look at these socks, they're $210 for one pair of socks. And it actually says on their monthly payments available. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine financing some socks? Whoa. Slow money. How you want to slow your money down? You want your money to be slow? Keep buying stuff you don't need. That is slow money. It will never catch up. You will never be able to stop working. It will never, like, it will never work. Slow money. All right. Two hundred and ten dollar socks. I made this long post about it. Go to my Instagram or my Facebook. Read the post. If you want to get into my Instagram is at Mr. Bellweather and you can find that in the link of the description. I'm not even going to get into the post, but I I kind of been doing these blog style posts on Instagram and Facebook. 
So that's that, some $210 socks. When we talk about saving, talk about educating yourself, getting your money faster, the goal is to get your money to the point where it can beat your bills in the race. And now it comes to like, why are you doing this? It's not to accumulate more things. Because like I said, people who are living check to check like I was and doing what I was doing, what you're doing is you're just strategically slowing your money down. Every So let's say you get a $2,000 uh, stimulus check. Then this is how slow money people do. Okay, cool. All right, we got these two thousand. We got this two thousand dollars. Now I can go do all this other stuff that I still don't need to do. Still haven't educated myself in financial literacy, but now I'm gonna go do all this other stuff. What to keep my money slow? That is what happens when you worship your wants. We talk about it all the time on this show. Worshiping your wants. Look, these are things you got to be purged from. It's like, and it's tough, man, because I lived through it. And so I understand what you're going through. I actually like empathize with you in a certain way. But I do want to let you know that the choice is yours. You know, sometimes, man, we could think that it's up to somebody else to save us or it's their fault that we are where we are. But one of the most powerful things that I believe happened for me in, in the area of like finances is that I stopped blaming other people and blame myself. And because I blamed myself, I had to change myself. You get what I'm saying? And so it's like I had to look in the mirror instead of looking out the window and do things differently. And I stopped cooking greens. I was never doing it, but, you know, it just sounds good for the show. I, was, I stopped cooking greens and cornbread and beans, you know what I mean, and started educating myself. And then I started saving. And when I started saving, I started seeing numbers that I had never seen before. And it gave me confidence. And it let me know that I wasn't crazy. And it let me know that the people laughed at me when I wasn't going and spending my money frivolously like them you know, were actually just uneducated and they weren't aware that you could do something differently with what you already have and just getting more of it isn't going to solve your problem because you'll get more of it and you'll just create other reasons that slow your money down. There'll be other shoes. I tell y'all all the time, there's never a time I don't want anything. I want a lot of stuff right now. Always. It's like, it's like my flesh. Like, I always want something. Literally always want something. Right now, you know what? I want a new uh, MacBook. I want, a, I want a new, like, best of the best, super fast. I could video edit, you know, podcasts on the go if I need to. Like, I just need a super fast um, Apple MacBook. And, and that's, like, I, I haven't even priced it out. You know what I'm saying? Because the last time I bought a MacBook, um, I have a couple laptops, but I only have one Apple. And the Apple laptop that I have, I bought it over 10 years ago from uh, secondhand from a friend. So I got a nice deal on it. And that was a great computer. But now I need, like, I need a monster. I need something like, ah, I need something to talk to me. I got this one gaming laptop that's dope. It's an Acer. And it works real good, but I just have come to lo love Apple products. You know, I just like, I like what they do with their products. So I want an Apple. That's literally a want. You know what I'm saying? So it's a want. We, my point is, I always want something. You always want something. You're human. It's okay to always want something. But can you control your wants or do you worship your wants? All right? Everybody's financial situation is different. You may have so much money that this show doesn't relate to you, but maybe it does. All right, so let's talk about investing. And, you know, investing to me, is when you really get to another level. Like, again, educating yourself, that first level, that feels great. That's like 
graduating elementary school, like, dang, I should have been did this, but now I know how money work. And if I would have known this earlier, I would have been had money because I would have been doing things differently. And we're going to get back to that superpower of living check to check. I'm going to make it make sense. And then when you start saving, it's like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. I didn't like, OK, like, all right, I didn't graduate college. Now I'm saving. And investing is like being in your career. Like now you just grown. You doing you you got you you got something for real going on when you investing because you already have established saving. And again, keep in mind what you're trying to do by building these financial layers is you're trying to broaden the gap between your bills and your finances. So what you're doing is you're trying to preserve and say, you know, this is why it's important to know how know your monthly cost. Like how much does it cost to be me? How much, you know, if I lost everything, would it take for me to last seven months or a year or three months? Like, how long can I last? Or is my money so slow? Is my money so slow that if something happened and I lost my job today that I could not even make it one week? Right. Because I'm a check to check genius. But in order to be a check to check genius, I need the money to be exactly what it is. Now, if the money takes a step back, everything falls apart. That's okay if you're in that situation. All, and I'm not even criticizing you if you want to stay. I'm just trying to show you a door to get out. Educate, invest, save. Educate, save, invest. Anyway, I mess up punchlines all the time. This is what I do. Say stuff backwards, think it backwards. I don't know. Anyway, it's just, it's just, it's who I am, guys. Just accept me for who I am. All right. So now we're talking investing. Now the gap is broadening. Now you have a savings. So let's just say now you have three months of savings. That might not sound like a lot, but it represents a whole lot because you've gone from being like um, ignorant as it relates to or financially illiterate and not knowing anything about money to educating yourself about money, which is the first step. You've started saving. And so now you have you now you've done a lot in order to get the three months of, um, you know, the cost that it is to be you. That's a huge accomplishment. Give yourself a pat on the back. You can actually last three months. Your money is three months faster than your bills. Congratulations to you. Now, as you're doing this, let's just say hypothetically, you get a stimulus check. And now you feeling super savvy. You like, you know what? I could take this $2,000 and get the shoes I always wanted or the laptop I, I really want that I don't necessarily can't say it's a need. It's just a strong want. Or I could do something really cool. And as a savvy, now because I'm an investor, I'm an investor. Yeah, 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 I'm an investor. So now that I'm like feeling good about myself because now I'm like learning all these things about finances, I'm becoming smarter, I'm saving, right? I'm, I'm starting to defeat poverty and the poverty mindset. And so now I got this 2000 and I'm like, you know what? If I go and spend it on these wants, there's no ROI. The Gucci socks don't produce a return on the investment. I can't turn around and sell them for more. Maybe I'll get lucky and be able to sell them for 100 if I only wore them one time. And probably not. Nobody wants Gucci socks off your feet. So what's my point? You know, we tend to buy things that don't produce or have a value on the back end. They depreciate in value. They don't appreciate. But in order to make your money faster, you need to now start having things in addition to your wages, your income from your job, 
that can help your money. This is like grow. Like, so now your money is going faster because now when your wages are not the only thing, they still may be the primary thing, but when they're not the only thing that you're depending on to produce speed for your finances. Oh, you growing somewhere. Nah, you ain't even had to eat no ribs for this one. Now you're growing. Now you're saying, okay, I like Apple computers. Instead of buying a MacBook, I'm going to go buy stock in Apple. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy stock in Apple. Now, let's talk about that in reality. Around this time last year, right? This time last year, one share of Apple was around $132. So January 2020, it was around $132, right? So that's what it would have cost for you to go buy one share of Apple. Well, today, you know, 2020 uh, or in 2022, in 2021, it was 132. Okay, it's a lot of numbers flying around. January 2021, Apple was 132. January 2022, Apple 177 a share. That's around 35% gain versus last year. So then you got to ask yourself like, okay, again, I could have went and bought something for $2,000 that would have just decreased the $2,000 and done nothing for my overall net worth. Or I could have taken an investment of $2,000, invested it and got 35% on that investment. That's plus $700 today. So I could have been sitting on 2000 last year and turned that into 2700 today. I'm going to tell you one of the things, one of the biggest mistakes that people make in finances, and it's funny to me. There's somebody out there that will say, well, $700 ain't that much. You don't look in terms of dollars, look in terms of percentages, because the percent is what you get back regardless. The point is, it's funny to me that when we talk about growing our money, it's always like, oh, that ain't enough or that ain't a big thing. But you got to start somewhere. You're, you, just, you just made your money 35% faster. That's amazing. But it's more than a 35% turnaround because you would have actually just eliminated the 2000 So now let's say it costs $5,000 to be you. That's your bills and expenses every month. And you already, in this example, had three months of leadway. Three months, your, your, your money was three months faster than your uh, finances, than your bills. But then now you just took a $2,000 free money, a stimulus check, a bonus, whatever it was, and you invested that, right, which there's, in, there's risk in investments. So let me just say, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not telling you to go do this exactly. This all happens after you've educated yourself and you, or you talk to a financial advisor, you can make these decisions on your own. These are examples that I'm giving in education. But just think about an example where it costs $5,000 to be you. You already got $15,000 saved the last three months in case anything goes wrong. Worst case scenario, COVID shut down, the world, whatever. You, you can last three months. Well, you just added $2,700 to that. That's more than a half a month. So now you can last three and a half months. So now you just grew your, your money just got faster by a whole half of a month. That means that's a half a month of bills. And what are you doing by making your money faster? Listen, it's not even about the money. It's about the things that we said we, you lose time, effort, energy, stress, health. All of those things go down when you are living check to check and stressed out about money and don't know where this one is going to come from. We're trying to get 
See, it's not like we're not worshiping money. We're not putting money above anything. Again, Paul says I could be a base or a bomb. At the end of the day, like, yeah, all right, if everything went to scraps and we don't have nothing and we just got to survive as believers out here and God is going to provide, like, again, that's why I said that poverty produces superheroes. Because guess what? If I was born rich and I never tasted the floor, I never tasted poverty, I knew, never knew what it was like to live check to check. The scariest thing in the world to me might be, oh, my God, if everything goes away and we just got to find a way to survive, what am I going to do? 2022. But I've been broke before. I actually beat that level already. So I'm not scared of that monster. Like, this is different. You ain't scared to check the check because you, you actually then went the opposite way and you think check the check is normal. That's actually the way we get fooled is that instead of learning a lesson and defeating it and moving to the next level, we think this level is normal. Like it's like, oh, ain't everybody checked the check? Like, what you mean? Like, this is just what we do. We go get swagged out, get fly. We wear our wealth. We get Gucci socks. Let me tell you something, dog. I can't get no Gucci socks. Like, no, no, $200 on some socks? Oh, some socks? $200? You know how much money I got to have in the bank before I take $200 to buy some socks? You know how fast my money got to be? And that's the problem with us is that, again, when you don't have the education and understanding why money needs to be fast, then you just telling yourself this is, I mean, a lot of poor people, like this is just what happens in a poor community. Like, you know, we don't need money. It ain't about all that. Like, okay, well, what is it going to be about, you know, when I want to retire or when I want to take a trip or when we want to buy some greens, some cornbread, and some black eyed peas. Like, you ain't getting that with love and hope. You know what I'm saying? So, again, man, faith without works is dead. So now, the superpower that's produced through poverty, and I'm not saying you want to be in poverty, but if you've been through it, just know that you're strong and there's some advantages to it. Here's why. To a person that's never been in poverty, so let's talk about investing because that's the last one. Investing is a, is a tough one because there's risk involved. There's, um, I'll, I'll look at it like this. When you are, you know, if you're a scout for the NBA, all these leagues have drafts every year. The NFL draft, the NBA draft. They are investing in these young people. They're saying to you, you are our number one pick. But guess what? Five years later, the number one pick ain't always the best player. So that means there's a risk involved there. But guess what? If you draft LeBron James or Kevin Durant, or who, and Kevin Durant was number two player. That's a good example. Greg Oden went before him, and I know I'm talking sports and going over some of y'all head, but the person picked before Kevin Durant ain't even in the league no more, and Kevin Durant is starting to be widely regarded as the best player in the league now. So at the end of the day, like whoever picked Greg Oden, you know, God bless you, brother, if you ever hear this, no offense to you, but if somebody picked him and it relates to the number one overall pick, it was a bad investment. So there's risk involved in investment, but the reward is so great that if you get a Kevin Durant, you have a generational player. If you get a LeBron James, you know how much money a, a great number one pick produces for a city? All the bars and restaurants are packed out on game night. The stadium seats are filled. We're talking millions of dollars that they bring in. It's an investment. It has some risk involved because if you pick the bad player, right? But that's why you have to do scouting. And it's really someone's job to go out and really do a good job vetting through the players. Why am I bringing this up in regards to your money? That's how I look at investing. 
I don't look at investing as a get rich quick. Hey, somebody said I should put money into this. Go do it. That's why we started with education. Please understand, man, if people are trying to sell you get rich quick schemes and they're not giving you education first, I wouldn't do it. I would not do it without the education because you have to understand where your money's going and what it's going to produce and why. Not just throwing your money at different things because your cousin said, give them this or do that. Now, if your cousin is willing to teach you, I'm not saying ignore them, especially if your cousin is smart and know what they're talking about. But what I'm really digging at is our character and saying some of us, we want to make money fast. Like, yeah, real quick. Give me some fast money in that way. But we don't want to make our money faster. And so at the end of the day, I'm trying to teach and break down how you start making your money faster versus just trying to make fast money like a quick dollar that's not going to last. Right. All right. So investing has some risk involved, but there's a huge upside. There's some savviness included. And the thing about investing is numbers like 35%, they could be higher than that. They could be lower. But when you start doing that over years and over time, now your money is getting so fast that your bills don't matter. You know, one example I have is like one of my mentors uh, was talking to me about retirement and, you know, just saying, hey, this person was saying when they retire, they, they have millions. They have, you know, accumulated millions um, through investing and put themselves in a position after 25 years of working that now in their 50s, they can just go off and don't know what they want to do. Hey, I'm going to give myself six months to a year just to go play golf and enjoy the weather. And then I'll figure out what I'm going to do. Now, he can only do this because his money is fast. Like his money is fast. And guess what? This person is still a believer. He sent me scriptures all the time, sent me full sermon. Like this person sent, you know, like what, what am I saying? Like at the end of the day, like it, it, it's possible, right, to do these things and keep God first. Now, if you lose track of God and who Christ is in your life, then that, that's not what I'm telling you to do. But what I am trying to break down is also worshiping your wants and buying material things is also not an act of godliness. So I think sometimes some of us try to create this idea that money itself is evil to make us comfortable in our poverty. But we don't realize that there's a lot of sin taking place that's keeping you poor as well a lot of times. And again, everybody's situation is different. If this doesn't apply to you in this way, I'm not saying that, you know, you and sin because you're in poverty. But there are sometimes decisions we can make in poverty to keep us there that are sinful. Make your money faster. So we talked about Apple. We talked about education. We talked about saving. We talked about having enough money to last a certain amount of time. And then you want to invest so that your money could get so fast that it's so far ahead of your bills that you and your family could take a vacation for six months, that you don't have to stress out and kill yourself and give yourself high blood pressure from eating pork every year because you want wealth, you can actually put some work with your faith and actually produce fruit. Educate, save, invest. Simple things that you could do practically that take time. Granted, they take time. And I know that's what some of us don't want to put in the time. But what I'm telling you is like, how much time have you put into cooking greens and beans and, and cornbread every year? It's not working. I'm trying to share something with you that I know works. And hopefully it blesses you. 
you know, shoot me questions, thoughts, JermaineWilsonMusic at gmail.com. Let me know how y'all feel, man, about this content. And um, I'm trying my best to share the blueprint with people so that they could take these practical, uh, with you, God's people, you know, you could take these practical steps and thoughts and maybe you could build on them yourself. I'm not telling you to do everything that I'm doing verbatim or that I've done or whatever, but I'm just trying to share ways that we could come out of poverty. We could come out of defeat. We can actually grow in Christ Jesus and not lose our minds trying to impress people wearing all our wealth. Like that's another thing. That's, that's poverty, man. Like that's a poverty mindset. Like just to walk around flashing and flaunting every single thing you have. It ain't even about that because you're not worshiping the things. Now you going for something deeper. You're going for freedom. You're going for wealth and health. You're going for a sound mind. You're going for peace. Like, the reason you don't want to be working with slow money is because you can't have no peace when your house note is due every month and you breaking it down to the end. I, I forgot to tell you all about this last part of the superpower of living check to check. So it's a, a very powerful thing. Why? Because to normal people, maybe if they don't have a lot of money, they can't invest or they can't save. But I'm going to tell you all, man, it's been times that I'm like, oh, you know what? Instead of buying something, I'm going to do this. I'm going to invest in this. I don't got no money right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to lock all my money up in an investment. I've been check to check before. So how, how different is it? How much more powerful is it to use the strategy of living check to check because you just don't have access to your money and your money is working and growing and becoming faster? Because it's like, hey, if I'm already, I already produced this skill set to live check to check. So now let me do it while I'm saving. Some of us don't want to save because we like, oh, I don't got enough to get through. You've been getting through without enough for all these years. Save that money. Put 200 in the bank. Put 300 in the bank. Like you might as well and practice living check to check. Last thing I want to tell you, and I'll probably do a whole episode on this one day, so I won't dive deep into it. You know, we always teach people that they should make money, but we never teach people how to be successful. Never teach them how to be once they have money. There's not a lot of information that teaches you how to be wealthy. Everybody want to tell you how to get wealthy. Nobody tells you how to be wealthy. And that's why my purpose guide is called How to Be Inspired. If you haven't li listened to episode 118 of this podcast, I advise you to listen to 118. And this episode today is going to make a lot more sense because episode 118, How to Be Inspired, which was the number one most listened to episode of 2021 is life-changing if you apply. Now, if you don't apply these tactics or others, then nothing's going to change. But it's possible that it, you can educate yourself. With Google, it's out there. Some of us educated on celebrities, we know everything about Kim Kardashian and Kanye and why they not together and who they with now and all those things. We so educated in the wrong areas. There's nothing stopping you from being educated but you. Nothing stopping you but you. In most cases. These days, anyway. Then saving, I don't know. That one is different. How much can you afford to save? It's all different, right? Investing, that's just, that's another level. You got to the next level. You've started investing. There's 100,000 ways to, to invest. You could be investing through your 401k. Cool. Like, I mean, that's one way of investing. I would, I would if, you know, not advise, but I would say, like, I would try to grow even past that. Maybe do that and something else. Because then what happens so cool when you got 
instead of spending money a thousand different ways, your money is like your money is training, working out, it's growing a thousand different ways. Like, oh, you got 401k, you got stock over here, you got investment over here, you own a property. Like, how dope is that when you could do that? And then you don't have to stress yourself out with how you're going to pay a house note or whatever. Okay, cool. You was you was using your check to check superpower and you was, you know, $300 short this month. But guess what? You got $10,000 in an account that you could just grab in an emergency situation. Because you have been using your superpower, I could talk, been using your superpower to your advantage versus using it to your disadvantage and allowing it to keep you broke. Last thought I have for real. In order to be successful in this area, you have to be able to see money without spending it. I'm telling you, this is a big one that nobody talks about. Everybody tells you how to get money, but nobody tells you how to be wealthy. In order to be wealthy, it means you have to have the ability to look at money and not just automatically spend it. That means you can't worship your wants. Some of us like me right now, if you got a $3,000 want, You can't see $3,000 without spending it, but you got to have that discipline to say, yeah, I want an Apple computer. I'll get it eventually. Yeah, when it makes sense, I'll get it. Right now, that money is doing something. You know what I'm saying? I can't waste that on a want because I'm trying to get another month ahead. I'm trying to bank so many months that if something catastrophic happened in this world, it's not over for me and my family. But in order to do that, you got to have a discipline to deny yourself, deny your wants. Notice how these are biblical principles, denying yourself. That's why I love the Bible, man. I be trying to apply the Bible to as many things as I can. I be trying to see it in as many ways. Like, oh, deny myself. Like, okay, sin, flesh, spending, desires. Like, oh, I shouldn't just indulge just because I want something. Doesn't mean, because some of us, this is why I say we worship our wants. Like, but I always wanted that. But he really wants it. Look, man, I get stuff when it makes sense, not when I want it. I can want something and it don't make sense and I won't get it. Or I can want something and something else just make more sense. Like, oh, yeah, I want this, but uh, Apple 35% in one year? Uh, I like the way that sounds. Let me see if I can wait 12 more months to get this laptop. You know what I'm saying? That's the way I try to do stuff. Again, not telling you what to do, just using vague examples and things like that. It doesn't matter the, the percentages. It doesn't matter how much money you have or don't have. That's why I love the parable of the talents, you know, where... You know, God gave one, one, another one, two, and another one, five talents. And it was about applying the principles and producing an outcome. But notice the one with the one talent, the one with the least amount. Ah, I hate to say this. Sometimes the people with the least amount make the most excuses. And that's what happened in the parable of the talents. Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. If you want to read that for yourself, that parable of the talents, the person that had one said, ah, I just dug a hole and put it in the ground. I didn't produce nothing else. God wanted it to produce interest. He wanted them to take that and produce interest. He wanted them to make their money fast. Not to make fast money. All right, I think that's it, man. First day of the year, January 1st, 2022. This is episode 151 of Inspire Guys People, the podcast, and I'm about to play a song entitled Purpose in the Wild. If you want to hear this, please search. J Will Music. That's right. J W I L M U S I C. There's one L in there. You can also see any of this information in the description of the show. This song is entitled Purpose in the Wild, produced by Darrell Red Campbell Jr. If you listen closely to the lyrics, you will hear a lot of things mentioned that we talked about today. Hey, y'all have a good one. 2022. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20.
The road to purpose is not always what you think it is. We were slaves and now we're free. It's not what we thought would be. Feels more like a trial and test. Don't waste time in the wilderness. We were slaves and now we're free. It's not what we thought would be. Feels more like a trial and test. Don't waste time in the wilderness. Now let's find your purpose. All this extra time got you wasting time. It's a place in time and for everything. Back then you were big dreaming. When I get my freedom, I will spread my wings. Then you got your freedom. That's when it gets real. You spend all your time on Netflix and chill. Now you mad like I'm speaking platitudes. Attitude, cause I challenge you. You think that I'm trying to devalue you. You tripping, I'm just trying to balance you. The purpose in you, I see it clear. You're in the wild, so I think you're scared to let it out for the world to see. Jesus Christ just set you free with slaves and now we're free. It's not what we thought would be. Feels more like a trial and test. Don't waste time in the wilderness. We were slaves and now we're free. It's not what we thought would be. Feels more like a trial and test. Don't waste time in the wilderness. We want freedom till we lost in the wild. After a while, it's no turning back. We gon' learn how to face our fears. Get knocked down, we gotta learn from that. Yeah, we gotta learn. Investing in stocks and bonds, we gotta learn. Misunderstood. See, I'm just like you, a form of 